Hello and welcome back to another service here at the Altar of Noise. My name is Josh and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Simon. Simon, how are you? Very good. Very good, Josh. How are you, mate? I'm a little knackered at the moment, but we will soldier on. We will power through. Yes, absolutely. I've got myself a big-ass Gatorade. You do. Not from hungover, just from tiredness and I need to stay hydrated. Yep, it's orange. So we all know that blue or red's for hangovers. Exactly. Orange is for... Hydration. <laughs> Gatorating. <laughs> yeah, so what's been happening? Uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, caught up with some friends for the AFL Grand Final. That was a bloody good game. It was. It was know, at least entertaining. I know you're not a, uh AFL person by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but it was a really enjoyable game to watch. Yeah, it was at least enjoyable. Yeah. The ending a, sucked. Yeah. <laughs> the ending yeah. sucked. Yeah. Um, what did you make of a uh, kiss? That they were fine. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, uh, my my problem is not with kiss. It's the fact that they keep picking bands that are not relevant anymore. <laughs> like I'd rather them put on someone modern who I don't like than fucking Mark Seymour again for that. <laughs> like every fucking year. <laughs> They wheel him out yeah. and fucking go on, sing that song about a fucking holy grail again. And, and like, fuck me. Like, they, they're they trying so hard to be the whole American pageantry thing. Yeah. And they just suck at it. They're just so bad at it. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, a relevant and big band would be something like Gang of Youth, which a lot yeah. of Australia loves. Yeah. You know, you, that would be good. I mean... From what I could tell from Kiss, because I was working, like we got slammed. We yeah. did. We were absolutely flat chat until about one o'clock. Then it tapered off, and then half time we had a small little burst, and then from the time the game ended, it was just nonstop again. Yeah. Um. So I only could kind of see a little bit of Kiss, but they look like they put on a good show, and you know it's about the spectacle of it all. Mm. And like, like. I mean, your headliner, like your kiss, mm-hmm. obviously that needs to be a big, mm-hmm. most likely international act. But like the halftime, like again, Mark Seymour, nothing against Mark Seymour, but I'm <laughs> sick of fucking seeing the Mark Seymours of Australia always doing it. Like at least update that. Yeah. Like Grinspoon. Yeah. And like I know they're not modern, but they're at least – Australian. Slightly more modern. <laughs> and Australian. Mark Seymour's Australian. Yeah, but like real Australians. But, you know, like just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, no. no. It's, it I is what it AFL, is. So, yeah, uh, no. whatever. Yeah, and Usher is going to perform at the Super Bowl, so. Yeah, and like I said, that's Rock Nation who organised that. Yeah. That's why that's happening, which is yeah. fine. Like I've seen Usher. What? No, once. Yeah. And it was Fucking phenomenal. Like, it will be a good show. I was listening to an NFL podcast and they were talking a bit about Usher and one of the guys in there, he kind of likes rap and hip-hop and all that sort of stuff. And he's like, "Mm, not all of Usher's stuff is kind of PG. 
No, but that it'll be made PG. Yeah. And like he'll just play the bangers. Yeah. Like I like yeah. He'll he'll, he'll get the crowd pumped. He'll, he'll go I mean, he'll go soft and what yeah. I could, song, I can but, I can see him having a couple of um uh guest stars. Oh yeah. Him. Well, surely Lil Wayne and Luda are going to yeah. be there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Just seeing Lil Wayne running around. Uh, that, <laughs> sorry. That's going to be great. Yeah, that'll be good. Mind you, the best one, uh, like soccer don't, doesn't really do pageantry kind no, of stuff. No, because they don't really like, I suppose with like the EPL, it's just you're just playing until the end oh, of the season. Yeah, I'm, no I'm thinking like cups and World Cups and yeah. things like that. Like they don't really do it. But the A-League done it one year mm-hmm. and they had, it was Brisbane. So it was held in Brisbane. And uh, they had Regurgitator. Oh, that would have been <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah. That was like early days A-League. Yeah. They probably only had the budget for, <laughs> for Regurgitator, but I was like, that's sick. Yeah. I really hope they played. It sucked a lot of cock to get where I am. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Actually, the only the I've, I've been to a grand final. It was Hawthorne versus Fremantle. Um because mum could get me and my brother tickets mm-hmm. through work. So I was like, all right, sweet. Um, and Birds of Tokyo were oh, yeah. the opening thing. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I like Birds of Tokyo. But then I'm also like, they're kind of depressing. Yeah, they played Lanterns, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, it was that year. Yeah, and it's just and it was, like, mm. I, I, I you're not it. pumping anyone out. No, no. Get Carnival on stage. That would have got the crowd going. I mean, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, enough for fucking AFL. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Well, I don't really know how to transition into today's topic. So, what we're gonna do is we always enjoy a good list. Yeah, we enjoy discussing our musical tastes and watching it how it's grown and developed. And so, what we've done, and it was a bit of a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. um, but we've gone back and picked our favorite album from every year that we've been alive. Now, I'm gonna have an extra one. Yeah, because I'm old. Um, but. This was an extremely difficult task because there were some years where it was just like, how the fuck do I pick an album out of this? Yeah. Uh, my idea, mm-hmm. regret it. <laughs> I I did not like it. Um, you liked pitching the idea and then messages during the course of the day going, why the fuck did I do this? Yeah, because it, it's a great <laughs> idea. It's just, one, it was more difficult and two... I think I learned a little bit about myself and my tastes mm. and yeah. Yeah, I think we've both come to some conclusions about uh, our listening habits, et cetera, mm. um, over the years and how they've kind of changed and some things that we've kind of picked up on those trends. Yeah. Hmm. So how are we going to do this? Are we just going to go back and forth? Yeah, I mean, you start. Yes. You're old. Yeah. So fun story. Yeah. On my actual birthday, you two released Joshua Tree. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Bit of a big bit of a big album. Yeah. yeah. Is that the album you're picking? Oh fuck no. Yeah, I was um, gonna say. I don't like <laughs> I don't I don't like Bad start. Yeah. <laughs> Bad start. Um the only album so this is there's some really good websites out there to give you albums, etc. The only album that I could pick out of that list that I kind of enjoy songs off of. Was Michael Jackson's bad? Yeah, yep. It's a great album. It's his best album. Yeah, yeah. I could, I couldn't understand that. Yep, I love it. Yeah. If I was 
born in 87, <laughs> that would have been my pick. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to 88. 88. All right. Now you've actually got to figure out what you actually listen to or like. <laughs> so, again, there was really nothing. Mm-hmm. I know I have a fair idea what you might pick, but for mm-hmm. me it was Tracy Chapman's self-titled. Oh, cool. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a great album. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about a revolution, Fast Car, Behind the Wall is a fucking amazing song. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a really beautiful album. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised that her name doesn't get thrown around more often as like one of the greats. Yeah. I mean, I don't know a lot of her stuff, but, you know, I know I do know that she's a hell of a singer. Oh, yeah. And like just the... Like that album's just like a really big political mm. statement, and that behind the wall song I just mentioned um, is a done a cappella, and it's about domestic abuse, and like it's just it's <laughs> dark, but it's really beautiful. Yeah, so she's singing, and then like in between the verses and choruses, it's just dead silent. Like there's no music, just her singing. Um, yeah, and it's really powerful. It's just a really good album. Yeah. So, yeah, Tracy Chapman, self-titled. Yeah. Uh, I think you know where I'm going to go with this, Metallica and Justice for All. Yeah. Did contemplate picking Tism's great trucking songs of the Renaissance, <laughs> but – and Justice for All is just a fucking brilliant album. Yeah, that was that was kind of the only other album I was looking yeah. at. So many absolute tunes off of that album. Mm-hmm. What's on there? One. One's on there. That's obviously the one that yeah. jumps out. And could possibly be like it's just a fucking – Top three Metallica song for me. Yeah. It's just fucking brilliant. Yeah, big song. Uh, 1989, uh, I'm going to stun people. Um, I chose mainly for the memories associated with it. Obviously, I wasn't listening in 1989. I was two years old. Um, but it was in the car, uh, in our family's car, and that was uh, Madonna's Like a Prayer. It's fucking – it's I genuinely enjoy Madonna. I think yeah. I think she's got some great tunes. Yep. I think old school Madonna, like yeah. when you're talking that era. Yeah. It's yep. just she just fucking hit all the marks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not gonna disagree. It's yeah. pretty decent album. Yeah. Because you know, now that everyone just associates her with being like seven years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Madonna. <laughs> Uh yeah. Yep. Decent pick. Um, I had a couple. Um Bleach by Nirvana was obviously up there. Mm. But seriously, by Phil Collins. The Batman soundtrack by Prince is phenomenal. But um I went with Pretty Hate Machine, nine inch nails. Yeah, I thought when I was looking through the list you do we'd go even Nirvana or Pretty Hate Machine. Oh um, yeah. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Um I mean it sounds like the eighties. Yeah. It's still got that kind of cheese on it, um, but the songs are solid. Um, like Sin, Head Like a Hole, Terrible Lies, Something mm-hmm. I Can Never Have, you know, has all are all on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, obviously I just love the <laughs> nihilistic brutalness <laughs> of it, I guess, <laughs> although yeah. it sounds cheesy, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, early Nonish Now certainly had that. Yeah, yep. It's just a good album. Yep, absolutely. Not their best, but it's good. <laughs> it's very good. All good. right, 90s. 
I went with Pantera's Cowboys from Hell because I have a lot of fun memories associated with like Cemetery Gates, um, some of the other tracks off there. I apologize to the listeners. I am – my brain is frazzled today. Um, it's just a real good solid southern bad boy metal album, you know. And it's just, it's to me it's probably their best album. But, yeah, Cowboys from Hell, you know, obviously that track as well. Absolute fucking great one. Yeah. Yeah, not going to disagree. Yeah. I didn't really have many other ones from that uh, from that year. Well, I had nothing. Nothing? In 1990, there wasn't really an album that uh, stood out for me. Yeah. The songs, the, the, one, the one album that I was kind of looking at was Repeater by Fugazi. But, um, yeah, as a whole, like whole albums, nothing really there for me. Mm. So that was kind of interesting for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we discover, we discover later on that like sometimes if it's just not there, if you don't connect with anything, mm. it's easier for you just to go, you know what, nothing is really this year. Yeah. Let's just move on to another year. Like Pantera, I liked a few of their songs spread across their albums. Yeah. But like I was never a huge Pantera fan. Yeah. So that was kind of quickly dismissed. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, yeah. Fair enough. Mm. What about 91? What do you have? 91. It's pretty obvious. There's Nevermind by Nirvana. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. They're cool. Like... Teen Spirit, In Bloom, Come As You Are, Breed, Lithium, Poly, Territorial Piercings, Brand New, Lounge Act, Stay Away, On A Plane, Something In The Way. It's like almost a perfect album. So, I mean, it's never mind. Yeah, it's hard hard not to argue with that. I mean, look, I'm a massive MJ fan and Dangerous came out that year. Mm. That's also a fantastic album. Uh, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, Chili Peppers. Yeah. We Can't Dance by Genesis came out that year, which is also a great album. But, you know, fucking heaps. Like <laughs> heaps of albums came out in 91, like yeah. ludicrous. But Nevermind is the one that yeah. I listen to still. Yeah, it's a quintessential album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Massive Attack with Blue Lines, um, their debut album. Uh, you've got uh, Unfinished Sympathy on there. Uh, Daydreaming, One Love, Safe From Harm, Him of the Big Wheel. It's much more soulful and calming than their later stuff. Um, But it is just, it's kind of got this really nice groove to it. Um, Lots of female vocals in it, so it kind of has almost a pop element to their trip-hop nature. But it's just, it's, it's not my favourite album of theirs, but it's a fucking great album. Yeah. Massive Attack. Can't really go wrong with them, can you? No, oh, I do love me some Massive Attack. You do love a bit of a Massive Attack. Yeah. All right. 92. 92. I've gone Rage Against the Machine, Rage Against the Machine. So the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It's a fucking brilliant album. Really. Uh, you know. Stank face for nearly every song. Yeah. Uh, the what? iconic cover art of the 
self-immolation. Yeah. Uh, the way it starts with Bomb Track. Oh, Bomb Track. Know Your Enemy, I believe I picked as my favourite Rage mm-hmm. Against the Machine song. Freedom. What a song. Freedom. <laughs> such, such a good fucking album. Yeah. And for a debut, like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Pretty much. And then obviously Killing In The Name. And the fact that it just kind of in some ways was the kickstart of a lot of other bands, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we talk about like Nevermind being quintessential in some regards. Same with this Rage Against the Machine album. Yeah, for a lot of a lot of bands, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Uh, 93. 93. Doubling up. Nirvana in utero. Yeah, very good album. My favourite Nirvana album. Yeah. Um, I think I've said it before, but I think never mind. They kind of discovered exactly what their sound was, and then in utero they really focused it. Um, I think Heart Shaped Box is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of really nail the loud and quiet. You know, which actually the other way, quiet, loud, quiet, loud yeah. kind of thing. Um, they still do things like Tourette's to showcase that you know they can still make a fucking racket. But yeah, in utero is my favorite Nirvana album. Yeah. Um, another shout out though is Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers, mm-hmm. which was the first rap album I got into. Yep. And it is fucking phenomenal. It's just unfortunate for for Wu Tang that <laughs> In Utero came out the same year. Otherwise, I would definitely be picking Wu Tang. But yeah. Uh, that is fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think it's going to be pretty obvious. Pablo Honey, already Pablo had. Honey. Mm. I, you know, just fucking love Radiohead. I think, you know, I've used to years, for years say that I think Massive Attack was my favorite band or System Down. More and more I think about it, it's Radiohead. Yeah. You know, when you have a Radiohead tattoo, you kind of have to go that way. Um, but you, Creep, uh, Stop Whispering, Anyone Can Play Guitar. Um, Anyone Can Play Guitar is such a good song. Underrated song. It's fucking great. And I know... Is it anyone can play guitar that they've basically deleted all evidence of their film clip for it? I don't know if it's anyone. It could be. I could mm. be getting, but they, yeah, there, I mean, there's a conspiracy you can look up. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> um, but uh, again, as much as I love Creep, I fucking love You. Mm. You is a fucking great start to the album mm-hmm. and – what Radiohead ended up being and just like I remember driving long distances and you would probably come up on a CD somewhere and trying to, you know, hit that scream yell thing that he does like three quarters of the way through and just like seeing how long you can fucking hold it for. It's good stuff. Yeah. Like can't go wrong with Radiohead. No. Really? So. No. Uh, 94? 94. Well, I think the album you chose was on my shortlist. Mm-hmm. The album I chose purely for its influence on me was Korn's debut, Korn. Yeah, yeah, that was on my shortlist. Yeah. It's the album the album and band that dragged me into metal um, from the opener Blind mm-hmm. to, you know, the insanely dark finisher of Daddy. It's just a fucking great listen. Um, Bull Tongue's my favourite song. Yeah. Need to... The song name I can't say, Clown, Divine. It's just 
I have this album to thank for opening my mm-hmm. musical taste to just alternative music, really. Was Shoots and Ladders on that? Shoots and Ladders was yep. on there. I just love that for the fucking bagpipes. Predictable is on there. Yep. It's a it's a very good album. Yeah. Very good. I can agree that. Yeah, that was on my short list. I also considered Nick Cave, Let Love In, Green Day, Dookie. Mm-hmm. I do like that. But I went with Jeff Buckley's Grace. Yeah. It's a fucking beautiful album. <laughs> it is. It is. And I love me some Jeff Buckley. Oh, it's it is an amazing album. It's one of the and it's also when you look at Jeff Buckley, you think one of the biggest cases of what if. Yep. What could he have become? The thing about that album is there's so many covers on it as well. Mm. And it would have been interesting to see him really dive into his own stuff. His own stuff. Yeah. Um, another shout out, Downward Spiral. Yeah. And definitely Maybe by Oasis. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought you were going to go with Downward Spiral. Actually, no. Yeah. I said I thought that would be one of like you would toss up between that and Corn. Yeah, it was between Corn and Grace. Yeah. Um, but Corn had the biggest influence on me. Grace, I think, is a phenomenal album, but it didn't influence me. Yeah. Really, I discovered him well late. But Corn, Corn changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, kicking on to '95. Uh, I still actually haven't picked my '95 album. You haven't? Well, lucky because it's my turn anyway. Good. So <laughs> this one's a bit interesting. There wasn't too many I could find. Mm. You'd prefer an astronaut by Hum is fantastic, but I've gone with uh, Morning Glory by Oasis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's the story of Morning Glory? Roll with it, Wonderwall, Don't Look Back in Anger. Some might say Morning Glory, Champagne Supernova. It's a fucking st- – Stacked album. It's just, it's <laughs> I don't know. To me, to me, it's just good old fashioned rock. <laughs> Even though it's like the nineties, like it's not considered that. I mean, yeah. it's probably considered that now. But um, I don't know. I I've always liked Oasis, and I think this is their best album. And yeah, I just think it's a fucking cracking album. Yeah. Uh, I I can understand that. I mean, I've never been a big Oasis guy, but I understand that album was monumental. It was mm. huge. Mm-hmm. Biblical, huge. as Liam Gallagher would say. Fucking Liam Gallagher. Um, <laughs> Biblical. So I've kind of decided on something. And so it came down to Radiohead, The Bends, Deftones, Adrenaline, mm-hmm. and Fear Factory, Demanufacture. Mm-hmm. And I've gone to Fear Factory. Just purely because early on when I was listening to discovering more and more metal, and again, I didn't discover a lot of metal until the early 2000s, Fear Factory were a huge part of that. And this album's got some fucking bangers on it. It's got Replica, Dog Day Sunrise, Piss Christ, which is probably potentially my favourite of theirs. Um, Demanufacture, obviously, Zero Signal. Some fucking tunes on it. I fucking just... Something about Fear Factory and just the unrelenting nature. You know how you enjoy your kind of like noise for the sake of noise stuff. Yes. This is my kind of version of it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's much more controlled and yeah. structured, 
But this is my noise for the sake of noise stuff. Yeah. Um, Fear Factory are just solid. Okay. I would say up and I would say pretty much all the albums up until about Archetype are fucking bangers. And then it just kind of starts to not be as bangerish. Still good, still solid. Yeah. But it doesn't have that same oomph like it used to. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. I yep. like Fear Factory. It's a good album. Yep. Uh, 96. Mm. I went with one that was probably the most intro, uh, influential for me because I think that was a lot of the determining factor when I was trying to narrow it down. What's the most influence? Obviously, Placebo had their self-titled debut album. Uh, Nick Cave had Murder Ballads. Yes. Cake released Fashion Nugget, yeah, which that. is a fucking album. Seen that. <laughs> but I went with uh, DJ Shadow introducing. Yeah, I thought you might. I I've seen I've seen that, and I was like, I wonder if he's going to go, Mister Shadow. DJ Shadow is hands down one of the best DJs of all time. Yeah, and introducing is just fucking perfect. It is a perfect album from start to finish, from where it starts uh, with. Building Steam with a Grain of Salt, the number song, What Does Your Soul Look Like, Organ Donor, which is just a jam with someone just playing on an organ, Midnight in a Perfect World. It's just a fucking banger of an album. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. No no complaints. So How'd there, you was, go? there was a couple of albums and this was kind of one where I was like, I like them all, mm. but which one... So for this one, I went with which one am I still listening to now? Yep, fair. So we had Travelling Without Moving by Jamiroquai, Evil Empire by Rage Against the Machine. Yep. We had Antichrist Superstar by yes. Manson. Yes. We had Anima by Tool. Yep. But I went with The Score by The Fugees. Really? Okay. Yeah. Just I really fucking love Lauren Hill's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just a great album. How many mics, um, ready or not, where he'll kind of really just explodes. Uh, yeah, you got the Zillots, which is kind of doo-woppy, kind of mm-hmm. 60s sounding. You've obviously got the massive song in Killing Me Softly with his song. It's just a fucking good album. If my turntable was set up and my kids would <laughs> let me, I would, I would just spin it. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's just a great album and it just makes me happy. Yeah. And out of all those albums, I listen to that one the most still. The score by the Fugees. Good choice. Thank you. Uh, 97. 97. I know what you went with, but what did I go with? Oh, did you see what I went with? When I... No, but I know. Do you? Maybe. <laughs> what did you go with? I mean, what I went with isn't what I think you went with. What I did went... you go with, mate? Science by Incubus. Guess what I picked? Okay, computer by Radio. Science by Incubus. Oh, really? Yeah. There you okay. go. Okay, so like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I fucking love Okay Computer. But again, it came down to toying up because obviously there was Around the Fur uh, by Deftones, Fat of the Land by Prodigy, um, yep. Send Sooked by Ramstein, which is a fucking great album. Color and Shape by Foo Fighters. Yep. But again, it came down to what kind of influenced me in when I was listening to things? I love OK Computer. It's brilliant. But I have more fond memories of science. Yeah. Because 
it was around the time where it was me, Mark, Jeremy, Jim were hanging out playing music and we were playing um, Summer Romance. Yes, thank you. And I just have fond memories of that. Mm-hmm. I fucking l- the bass work in that entire fucking album. Yeah, Dirk is fucking brilliant. Yeah, and I think that's at the end of the day what draws me back to it. Yeah. So Incubus, I had a, I heard a certain shade of green, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is this is fucking great. So I went out like I did back then, went out and bought their DVD because mm-hmm. I I would always buy the DVD. I always wanted a documentary or a concert. So I bought their first DVD, which was like about uh, Make Yourself predominantly, but mm-hmm. then they were still playing, obviously, science stuff. And so I became obsessed with Incubus. But in my group of friends, I was the only one who liked Incubus. Mm-hmm. None of them liked Incubus and used to give me shit about it. And... That's kind of like one of the first starting points when I realized that my musical tastes were going this way and friends were going a different way. Yeah. So I have a lot of memories about just fucking jamming Incubus by myself. Yeah. Like just loving it. And then eventually, you know, becoming friends with the singer and guitarist in my band, Elian. Mm-hmm. And we were performing summer events with. Dooley and yeah. kind of went from there because then I found people who liked the music I did. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I've spoken about my love for Incubus on yeah. just about every episode that yeah. we do, so yeah. no surprise. that Between that and Ocean Size. Yeah. Yeah. So 1998, I still haven't picked one because I have so many to fucking choose from. Okay. I've got Massive Attacks Mezzanine. System of Town, self-titled. Moon, Air Savari. Corns, Follow the Leader. Queen of the Stone Age, self-titled. Placebo, Without You, I'm Nothing. Uncle, Science Fiction. Fatboy Slim, uh, You Come a long, long Way, Baby. Propeller Heads, Decks and Drums and Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Soulfly, self-titled. Yeah. It's a fucking list. It's a list. What do you want? Do you want <laughs> yeah, yeah, go. Simon, please pick. tell me what you pick so I can deliberate on this just a little bit longer. Okay. I picked... You've come a long way, baby. Yeah, it's that good. Boy slim. Yeah, right here, right now. Rockefeller skank. Fucking in heaven. Gangster tripping. California. Praise you. It's it's good. Mm. But I mean, this is an album I actually remember f- when it was released. Was listening to it then. This is a year. Uh, it came out in '98, so it was a year after I moved to Mount Gambia. So we were coming back to Adelaide pretty regularly to see uh, my mum's side of the family. Mm-hmm. We had there's um, auntie and uncle, and they've got two sons, and they're both older than me. One of them's older by I don't know about six years, I think, and the other one's even older. But the one who was older than me by six years, me and him would hang out, and he was getting into all this. So he was the one who introduced me to Moby. Fat Boy Slim, and any time I went down there, I would like grab Moby Play, grab You've Come a Long Way, Baby, mm. and I would just jam these on my discman. It's what got me into electronic music. Yeah, is this album? Love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, no, I can completely understand why. 
I'm going to give a shout out to the runner-up in the the propeller heads, decks and drums, rock and roll, mm-hmm. just because that kind of showed me a different side of electronic music and it was one of the first electronic albums I had. Mm-hmm. But I have to go with Massive Attack's Mezzanine. Mm. Like it's just too many good songs on there for me not to pick it. Yeah. As much as I love self-titled by System of a Down as well, that's fucking brilliant. But Angel, Rising Sun, Teardrop, Inertia Creeps, Dissolve Girl, Man Next Door, Black Milk, fucking just goes on and on. And it's this is probably the massive attack that I love. It's the darker side massive attack mm. where it's a little bit more focused on uh, the ambient sound mm-hmm. that I really, really um, love listening to that probably just, you know, took me over the edge. Yeah. Apart from the influence, I also picked it because of the amount of songs on it. Like the others I had on my list were Shape of Punk to Come by Refused, mm-hmm. Mechanical Animals, Manson, oh, yeah. Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Yeah. Plus a few of the ones you've already mentioned. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. Had to go with Influence and I mean. It's it's a good album. Yeah. Anytime I want to, you know, if I'm pre-drinking. Yeah. <laughs> that album's on the pre-drink list. I mean. It's not my favourite Fat Boy album. Yes, I know that. But it is still fucking great. Tis. Um, right, 99. Mm. This is going to be tough. What it's, did you go with? I have a list. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't picked one. Would you like to hear my choice? Okay. I'll give you a moment to think about it. Sure. I won't right. be able to pick. All right. So I've still got... Obviously, a significant other came out that year. Mm-hmm. Showbiz by Muse, mm. um, Play, Moby, Surrender by Chemical Brothers. Yeah. Incubus. Uh, but I, of course, went with self titled uh, something. Not. Yep. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's such a good album. It just smacks you in the face from the start. You know, hearing that first um, intro, where it's like a whole th- the whole thing is sick or whatever it is. And then just how it just feeds into the rest of the album. You're like, oh, this is different. This is this is a different type of metal that I hadn't really enco- encountered. But it's a fucking brilliant album. Yeah. Yep. It's It was the most insane thing I'd ever heard when I first heard it. Um, you're just not sure how they're making that much fucking noise. Yeah. And like not coming from an extreme music background. They have, especially that album, they have elements of extreme music in it. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of opened my world to that as well, where you obviously then discover, I mean, I went all the way and love white noise. So like, (laughs) but like if it wasn't for Slipknot, I probably would have never made that jump. So Slipknot self-titled was on my list. I also had a couple of you, didn't mention was Californication, Chili Peppers. Yes. Uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah. Fire Rage. Yep. And where the state? Blink. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I think I remember seeing that and I was like, oh, yeah. Um, Neon Ballroom, Silverchair. My favorite mm. Silverchair album. That is fucking fantastic. But I'm going to have to go with Make Yourself. Thank yeah. you. Brilliant album. Yep. They kind of start to pull away from any kind of association with new metal um still a rocking album mm. like out from under um what else we got consequence nowhere fast privilege 
Um, then they obviously start to bring in, you know, their more softer side, I guess you want to call it. Stella. Stella, miss you, drive. Mm-hmm. Obviously they've got Pardon Me, which is fucking great. But uh, look, it's just a fantastic album. It like, is a very, very good Looking album. at the playlist, there's not one song I would skip. It's 48 minutes and 10 seconds of <laughs> greatness. So um, it shouldn't be any surprise that it's that it's Make Yourself Incubus. Although yeah. fucking Neon Ballroom is pretty fucking close. But, yeah, mm. make yourself. I'm just looking at my list for the 2000s and I think I'm going to change my mind. Oh, because I still haven't picked mine. <laughs> <laughs> There's been really fucking difficult, guys. i got to tell you. It, it is difficult. It is so bloody hard. All right. Uh, how do you want to do this? Because we both don't know. I'll read out my whole list. Yeah. And then do you want to read out your whole list and see if that helps either of us? Yeah, all right. All right, so my whole list is Kid A, Radiohead. Great album. Uh, Stanktonia, Outcast. Yep. Marshall Mathers, LP, Eminem. Yep. Hybrid Theory, Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. Relationship of Command as a drive-in. Oh, White, yeah, yeah, yeah. White Pony, Deftones. Yes. Murder the Noms. Mm-hmm. Perfect Circle. Yep. Uh, LD50, Mudvayne. Yes. Uh, Hollywood by Mr. Manson. And Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Silence by Glassdraw. I also had, so I've got pretty much most of those. Yep. I've also got Chocolate Starfish. Yeah. Uh, Mill and Colin, Penny Bridge Pioneers. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking great punk album. But the one I'm going to mention which is my choice. Oh, here we go. Is my favorite Fatboy Slim album. <laughs> Halfway between the gutter and the stars. <laughs> again, it goes back to the influence. Like, again, I love Kid A. Uh, I love Hybrid Theory. That was when that first listened that, I was like, holy fuck, this is great. I also had Avalanches since I left you. Yeah, I thought that was going to be yeah, up there for you. I think that was actually, that was going to be my initial choice. But just, again, talking about, like, influence, the amount of, like, when I was in media class uh, in year eight and year nine and you're having to create videos, I would always try and use different Fatboy Slim albums, uh, tracks. So I had, like, um, I would use Sunset, Bird of Prey, Weapon of Choice, which is just a fucking tune. You got Demons on there with Macy Gray singing, Star 69, which is just an absolute fucking banger. I'm talking about my baby. It's... Mm. It's a great, great album. It's probably, to me, it is more of a, like a, a, a don't mean this to sound like, it's it's very linear. It makes sense in how it progresses through the album. Yeah. Whereas where I find with uh, You've Come a Long Way is it kind of, it's just kind of like a banger, something else, banger, something else. Yeah, it, it, You've Come a Long Way is like more of a collection of songs. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just a it's a brilliant album. It was huge for me. Yeah. So this is really hard. Um, <laughs> look, I'm going to pick the album I probably listen to the most still. Yes. But I, I need to give a proper shout-out to Marshall Mathers LP Eminem because when that dropped, that fucking changed my world. I was obsessed with that fucking mm. album. Yeah. But the album I'm going to pick is White Pony. Yeah. Um, I, th- I've, I was waiting. I was, thought you'd either pick that or I thought you'd pick a perfect circle. Yeah. Look, I 
discovered a perfect circle on 13th Step. Yeah. I may have heard a song or two of Murder Norms before 13th Step came out, but 13th Step was like the right time. Like I was yeah. ready for something like that. I don't think I was really ready for Murder Norms when it came out. Um, White Pony, I think, I think Deftones are now at that stage where, and the same with Incubus because – for ages, like when they asked other famous bands who your influences were, they were like Nirvana or older. That makes sense because of the mm-hmm. age. Yeah. But now we're at a time when they ask who's influenced you. They're saying bands like Deftones and Incubus and things we yeah. grew up with. And I think that there are fucking heaps of fucking modern bands trying to not necessarily copy, but like they're trying to get that Deftones sound and no one can do it. No one can do it anywhere near as good as Deftones. Mm-hmm. Loathe are pretty fucking good at it. They don't sound like Deftones, but they do the whole shoegazy thing with the groove-based fucking noise, I guess. But like this album is insane. Like, Change Passenger, fucking Digital Bath, Back to School, Street Car, Knife Party. It's, mm, it's, it, <laughs> I guess it's close between, you put that right up there with Diamond Eyes as like the two best. Definitely yeah, I, I, I would put them two as their two best. Yeah. Because, yeah, White Pony is just, Hit after hit after hit. I think it depends on the day as to which one I prefer. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll go on White Pony Deftones yep. for 2000 kids. Yep. Um, right. Two, right. 2001, this was an incredibly difficult year. <laughs> this was stupid. This was fucking hard. Guess guess what Guess what? You fucking years our musical tastes come from, <laughs> kids? <laughs> uh, right. Do you want to hear my list? Are you are you the same? You haven't picked one. I, I have. Okay. But let's let's do the list thing again, and then you can go because I still haven't picked one. <laughs> Good. All right. So you have Daft Punk, Discovery, System of Down, Toxicity, Radiohead, Amnesiac, Gorilla, Self Titled, Tool, Lateralis, Weezer's Green Album, which is a fucking banger, uh, Slipknot's Iowa, White Stripes, White Blood Cells, uh, Ramstein's Mutter, uh, Muse, Orange and Symmetry, Tenacious D. Mm-hmm. American Head Charged, War of Art, Ben Folds, Rock in the Suburbs. Um, and I threw this one on because I fucking love it. P.O.D. Satellite. Uh, I'd add to that Invincible by MJ. Take yep. off your pants and jacket by Blink. Yes. Uh, Morning View Incubus. Oh, yes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. A Funk Odyssey by Jamiroquai. Yes. So what did you go? System of a Down. Yeah. It had way too much influence on my life for me not to be like to to pick it. Yeah, and I mean, the tattoo on my arm is based off an album on Amnesiac. Yep, uh, named off one of the songs there, and I love Gorillaz self titled. Oh yeah, I played people equal shit uh, in my year twelve music performance, but. Prison song, uh, Forest, Atwa, fucking uh, Chop Suey, Toxicity, Shimmy, Bounce, um, Science, 
fucking aerials, everything off that album is just straight up hit. Again, you talked about one of your albums where you, you don't skip a song. Don't skip a song on that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm probably going to have to agree, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I thought for a second you might go Jamiroquai. Yeah, I mean, that's my favorite Jamiroquai album. Yeah. And look, I mean, Morning View by Incubus is their biggest album. Uh, War of Art, you know, we've done a deep dive on. We both love it. Um, Iowa is. <laughs> I love how you say that every single time. Iowa. I- Iowa. Iowa is probably my favorite. It's probably my favorite, but I, I reckon it's. I reckon I'm gonna have to go with Toxicity as well. Yeah, I reckon. Just a fucking banger from head to head to toe. Although Tenacious D self titled. Oh yeah, uh, that sounds pretty good. Done yeah. a deep dive on that too. <laughs> uh, just gonna deep dive everything in 2001. Um, right, 2002. Did you have one for this? Uh, I did. Yeah, I had. The used with the used. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The beginning of like my my little affair with Screamo and Emo. <laughs> it's a fucking fantastic album. Yep. And no one, no one can scream like how Bert McCracken used to scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Memories, Taste of Ink. Say Days Ago, Buried Myself Alive, Box Full of Sharp Objects. On my own, it's a fucking incredible, incredible album. And it was just so fucking different and so fresh. Um, yeah, it, it um, completely, completely, you know, changed my opinion on Things and my taste in music as well. Like I started listening to to other stuff because of the used. Um, another good year though. Uh, I had mm. like songs for the deaf. By the way, by yep. Chili Peppers, uh, and of all things to come by Mudvayne. Oh yeah, yeah. Songs about Jane by Maroon Five. That's a fucking fantastic mm. album. But um, yeah, the used just completely changed my perception of what heavy could be and yep. the meaning of that. Fair enough. I can understand that. Yeah. Mine will probably shock you. Okay. So I had Corn Untouchables on there, but I didn't pick it. Ooh. Streets, original pirate, uh, pirate material. Steal this album. Yeah. Coldplay is a rush of blood to the head. I love that album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had I had the Streets on there, but I didn't think anyone was going to pick Coldplay. <laughs> I mean, it takes me back to when I was listening to it and – I played the shit out of that album. Mm. There was something about it that in my, like I still listen to all my heavy stuff, but it was kind of like a, this bizarre calming influence on the time. And I get it. This this album fucking skyrocketed them. Mm. Like I'm just looking at the album and the plays on Spotify. The Scientist has 1.6 billion plays. Yeah. I still think it's a fucking great album. And I know Coldplay are now kind of the butt of a lot of jokes. Yeah. But this is a just a genuinely enjoyable album. Mm. You know, I've, I've never, never liked them. Yeah, and that's fair enough. I liked, I really liked Yellow when that came out. Yeah. And I didn't mind that album. Yeah. But, but you know, they had Clocks, God Put a Smile on Your, on your Face, 
uh, politic, warning signs, green eyes. There's some really nice, just straight up ballady tunes. Yeah, and I enjoy them. Yeah. You know, you like to have something a little bit different in your life. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, I know it is good for me. <laughs> right, um, where were we? 2003 was an incredibly difficult album, uh, a year to pick an album. Yeah, I had a few albums for this year as well. Yep, but I picked one. Yep, what did? Thirteenth Step, Perfect Circle. Yeah, that was close for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that one. I had Mars Volta, Delouse in the Comatorium, mm-hmm. Friends of Rom Sansucci. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that album. Corns, Take a Look in the Mirror. St. Anger. Mm-hmm. Good album. Uh, but I actually went with Muse and Absolution. Yeah, so that was kind of my second choice. I think that was one of the things when we were going back and we were talking about the best and worst Muse songs. Just going back and like looking at Absolution as an album, I was like, holy fuck, this is just great. Yeah. There's so many great songs on there. Mm. And for me, again, ties back to a lot of positive memories. Played the fuck out of um, Time is Running Out and Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stockholm Syndrome is still my, one of my favorite all-time songs to play on the bass. That album, just huge influence for me. Mm. I mean, my high school band, Miss and Ignorance, was pretty much trying to be Muse <laughs> slash a perfect circle. And we were the same. We covered a lot of Muse, mm-hmm. especially a lot of stuff off that album. Um, yep. I would be – I wouldn't be doing it justice if I said that it didn't have a massive impact on me because it did. Yeah. Um, but a perfect circle's 13th step was just slightly more in yeah. my wheelhouse. Um. I'm not really going to talk about it because we've done a deep dive on it and you can hear me talk about it. But yeah. some of the other albums, Begins Here by Butterfly Effect, mm-hmm. was incredibly influential on me. So I was casually dressed by Funeral for a Friend. Um, Bling 182's Untitled. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I forgot that. That was on my list. Speaker Box Love Below by Outcast was fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Out to the Thief, Radiohead. Yeah, that was on my list as well. And Meteora. Yeah, both of those were on my list. How to Thief is an incredibly underrated album. It is. It doesn't get nearly it enough is. love. Maybe I should very much, on it. I very much like that album. Yep. Alrighty. Moving on. 2004. Um, not that many albums for me this this year, but I actually went with Ramstein's Rise Rise. Oh, yeah. I, it's easily, well, the album they released last year was really fucking good. But it was I've, for the longest time my, probably my favourite of theirs. You know, had America, Loss, um, a couple other tracks that I'm forgetting. But it was just a really clean sounding fucking banger of an album. Yeah. And Loss goes fucking hard. Um, kind of Lust is actually a fucking heavy as fuck song. Mm. It's great. Nice. Yeah. So I only had three albums. Yeah. Um, Volume 3, Subliminal Verses. Yeah, I not. Uh, Miss Machine by Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, so you didn't? Didn't go then. Uh, I went the used again. Yeah, fair in enough. In Love and Death. Um, this album is their best album. Um, it's got a good mix of the straight up psycho fucking noisy punk stuff they do. Then they lean in a bit more into the emo stuff as well. Um, but his voice is just. Fucking incredible. And these songs like Take It Away, Let It Bleed, All That I've Got, 
listening. Mm-hmm. Sound effects and overdramatics. Uh, I'm a fake. Uh, you know, it's just just amazing. It's just an amazing album. And yeah, so yeah. Love and Death by The Used. Yeah, I also had Fear Factor's Archetype and Green Day's American Idiot. American Idiot. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I don't like that song, but I like the rest of the album. No, nah, not for me. But all right, but you know, each to their own. Each to their own. Uh, two thousand and five. Yeah. Now I can see you going one of two ways. I can't even see my list. Oh, there's my list. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Can I predict yours? You can predict it. Hog. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'll tell you the rest of my list though. Uh, obviously, Thamata Carnival. I'm guessing that's yours. Yep. <laughs> uh, then I've got uh, Dark Light by him. Oh yeah, with I forgot teeth, about him. With Teeth by Nine Inch Nails. Yep. Demon Days Gorillas. Yeah. And I coming in pretty probably coming in second to be honest. Before mm-hmm. Thamata for me was Catch Without Arms by Dredge. I've never even heard of that. Very good. Um, but new normal cog. Um, I mean, Amada, new normal, and uh, Catch Without Arms all blew my fucking brains. Yeah. But the new normal cog was just, it's looking at the, the fucking track list, it's a fucking perfect album. Mm. Like there's not a song on there that I'd skip. Yeah. It's it is one of those things though now where I, I love listening to Cog, but then I'm also thinking about Cog and I'm just like Yeah. I but mean, I still love their music. I'm just like, yeah, but uh, it's like with Manson as well. Yeah. Not obviously the same situation, but you still have that secondary thought. You but do, but it's still a fucking great album. I will not deny that. Oh yeah, and Live, phenomenal. Yeah. I think what I also really like about COG is that they're really Australian. Mm-hmm. It sounds Australian. It sounds like something that can only be made here by Australians. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know if it's Flynn's voice. I don't know if it's – I don't I know what the, I think it the is. voice has a big part of it. It would do, but – It's not like yeah. he's putting on an Aussie accent, but it's just a different sounding voice. Mm. But even like, yeah, it's just mm. it's just such a good fucking yeah. album. Yep, they they literally wrote one of the best progressive alternative rock albums of all time. Yeah, I also had uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Lullabies to Paralyze. Yeah, um, album. then you had the System of a Down, uh, Mesmerize, uh, Hypnotize, which is you know pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Block Party Silent Album, which is just an indie banger. Mm. Yep. That was actually a hard one because I was kind of coming down between Carnival, Queens, and Cog. Because oh, yeah. I strongly considered Cog, despite everything. It's a fucking good album. Mm-hmm. It is. 2006. Yep. I had on my list Niles Barkley, St. Elsewhere. Yeah. Good album. Tom York's The Eraser. Yeah. Lupe Fiasco. Food and liquor. Yep. Uh, Arctic Monkeys, whatever you say. Muses, Black Holes and Revelations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Winehouse, Back to Black. Cut Chemist, The Audiences Are Listening, which is a fucking banger. But I wonder if Godier like drawing blood. 
Uh, yeah. When I first heard that, it blew my mind because it was just a, it was kind of this different sound and the fact that he was playing more, um, much more mellow that I'd really been listening to. In some regards, it reminded me a little bit of air and the fact that it was a lot of ambient, soft noises. Obviously, you had uh, The Only Way, Heart's a Mess, um, Thanks for Your Time, Learn a Little, living, learn a little Given and Lovin', uh, Puzzle with a Piece Missing, Seven Hours with a Backseat Driver. Like there's just fucking so many good songs on there that I have so many good memories about. Like mm-hmm. sitting out the back, back in the day with Jim and our friend Rose, uh, smoking shisha and listening to this. Yeah. It's just it, – uh, it's one of my all-time favourite albums. So I didn't actually really have an album. Really? Mm, so Not I, even I, Lupe. Uh, so I, I, I had a list. Mm. I had Kazaya by Protest the Hero, mm. Light Grenades by Incubus, mm. 3121 by Prince. I might just talk about this album. Back to Black, Amy Winehouse. Yeah. I mean, it's a fucking great album. Yep. Uh, Rehab, you know, I'm no good. Love is a Losing Game is an incredible fucking song. Uh, Back to Black, obviously. Um, Yeah, for me, she kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I know she's got uh, the album before this. Um, Frank. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I hadn't heard her until Rehab came out. And I was like... What is this? Who is this? And I need to listen to this. And uh, yeah, I fucking love Amy Winehouse. Fell in love. Yeah, I think Back to Black is an incredible album. I think this is another one like Jeff Buckley, who you know. What if? Another what if? But um, yeah. Look, Back to Black by Amy Winehouse is an incredible album. Thirty One Twenty One by Prince. Is a fantastic album as well. I'd highly recommend people listen to that. Yep. Yeah, it was it was a tough year because a lot of them I like. I like the albums, but I don't really listen to much of them anymore. Like yeah. grenades, probably I listen to the most. See, I don't really. I'm not a big fan of like grenades. Yeah, it's a. It's probably it, to me. It's one of their more divisive albums. Uh, like there are people yeah. who there are people who love it. And there are people who are just like, no. Yeah, I mean. The Crow Left a Murder was where they kind of started to really go, that's alt rock, mm. I guess. And then in Light Grenades, they, they went even further. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. When you got a song like Love Hurts. Love Hurts sucks, but the rest of the fucking album's great. Yeah, but like, when, an out, when a song is that bad, <laughs> it kind of drags, taints the whole you just skip it. experience. You just skip it. But like you know, kiss the center soft, quicksand, anamoly. But sometimes it's a good hurt. Like grenades, rogues. Rogues is actually possibly my favorite song by Incubus, and it's off like grenades. Mm. But yeah, I agree. It is a bit. Anyway, divisive. moving on. <laughs> uh, how did you go for two thousand seven? Had a few albums. Yep. Uh, but I had quite possibly the greatest album of all time on it. I'm guessing it's, it's an ocean size album. Yep. Frames yeah. by Ocean Size. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm, I always talk about Ocean Size, so I don't really need to say much more except go fucking listen to it. Yep. But um, I had Version by Mark Ronson. Mm-hmm. I had Cross by Justice. Yeah, yeah. 
Had the Cool by Lupe Fiasco. I had Fear of a Blank Planet by Porcupine Tree. Mm-hmm. And I had, I'm guessing your, maybe your pick. What was that? Was it In Rainbows by Radiohead? No. Oh. That was on my list. Yeah. And I had In Rainbows. Yep. But yeah, um, Frames by Ocean Size, one of the greatest albums of all time. Please go listen to it. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, I had Radiohead In Rainbows, Arctic Monkeys, Favourite Worst Nightmare, MGMT, Ocular mm. Spectacular, uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Era Volgus, Pendulums, Hold Your Colour, which is just fucking brilliant, Tony Font Show, uh, Secret Steps, which is just a great album. This is an EP. It's a fucking great album. <laughs> but I actually went with Chemical Brothers, We Are The Night. Okay. So lots of fun memories with this album. Um, obviously, as We Are The Night, Saturate, Do It Again. Um, the Pills Won't Help You Now. But it also has The Salmon Dance, which is just a fucking tune. <laughs> I it's one of my all time favorite electronic albums. It's <laughs> yeah. brilliant, um, and it really kind of helped me. I don't know what it was. It was like around that time. Was it two thousand seven? So we're like nineteen, twenty, twenty one years old, listening to this sort of music, going out to clubs and dancing and like fucking idiots. And this was just like a lot of the soundtrack for a lot of it. Same with MGMT. That was. Mm. Got played a lot in the house that I was living in, but fucking when the Salmon Dance came out, just smashed the shit out of that song. But it was a great song, great yeah. album. Yeah. Um, two thousand eight. Uh nothing. Really, I, I have absolutely nothing. I don't really? even have one on the list. Really, I I have two that I thought would have been on your list. Okay, what were they? Well. I'll quickly tell you a couple of my shortest ones. Go. So Crystal Castles, self-titled, mm-hmm. which is just really fun, distorted yeah, electronic bullshit. Okay. It's great. Uh, Empire of the Sun's Walking on the Dream. Don't like them. It's a fucking tune. And an album. Um, Cog, Sharing Space. It's They dropped off real heavy for me. Fair enough. And then the one I chose, The Presets. Mm, Apocalypso. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, fucking, I like it. It's It's... That song, that uh, that album was everywhere for me when I was around that time. Like you know, it had my people, which was huge. Yeah. This boy's in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk like that. Even as far as like kicking and screaming, how it starts. Uh, Aeons. There's heaps of fucking great tunes on there. I thought because you've said in the past that you, I like presets, but like I never got into them. Fair enough. I went in a different direction electronically at that point. So. Yeah. I was like, yep, this is cool, but didn't really. Like I've never owned the album and, yeah, I didn't really get past the singles. Fair enough. And Sharing Space has a couple of good songs on it, um, but by that point I had moved on. Like I didn't really like the sound they went with because it is a different – not. A lot, but it is a slightly different sound to New Normal. Um, not as, not as moody. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, fair enough. That so is yeah, fair. I didn't really, I didn't have anything for two thousand eight. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on to two thousand and nine. Yes. 
I had Only Revolutions by Biffy Clay. Tell me about it. Fantastic album. It's got a bit of everything, bit of their off-kilter stuff, bit of their noisy stuff, bit of their melodic stuff, big sing-along songs like The Captain and Mountain, um, fun songs like uh, Bubbles, Shock Shock, Boom, Blast and Ruin, um, heavy shit, Golden Rule. um, Yeah, fantastic album. If you want to get into Biffy Clyro, start here pretty much. There's my elevator pitch. <laughs> what did you have for 2009? Uh, I had a few short list stuff. I had the XX self-titled album. Them Crooked Vultures. Yeah, yeah, that I was fucking, on there. I love that. Obviously, Carnival's Sound Awake, mm. which I've said is the best like story album that they have. Yeah, that um, was on my list. Yep. Uh, I actually had Mumford's and Sons, I know more because I like that album. Um Kid Cooties, Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. That was on my list. But I went with Placebo. Yeah. Battle for the Sun. Yep. It's a fucking great album. Kitty Litter, again, continues the trend of Placebo having just fucking kick-ass tracks to start the album. Astro Heart, Battle for the Sun, for what it's worth. Devil in the Details, that's the first five and they all fucking kick-ass. Yeah. Um, then moving on later in the album, you've got... Uh, Breathe Underwater, Come Undone, uh, Julien. Just some – it was kind of weird to say, but like after Meds, and I like Meds. Meds is a great album. This is kind of like heavier placebo. Um, yeah, it's very rock. Yeah, and it was just a really fun sound. Yeah. Yeah, it's something you can really get behind. And, you know, I do enjoy playing bass to a couple of these tracks as well. Yeah, great album. Yeah. Great album. Uh, 2010, this one was difficult for me. Yeah. How about for you? Um, I had three to choose from. I had the Arc Android by Janelle Monae. I had the Defamation of Strickland Banks by Plan B. Mm-hmm. But the one I went with was Diamond Eyes. Yeah. Deftones. Yeah, that was a finalist for me. Mm-hmm. It was between that and the one I chose. Yeah, fucking great. Diamond Eyes, Royal Command Control. You've seen The Butcher. Beauty School, Prince, Rocket Skates, fucking, you can go on. It's fucking great. It's heavy. Again, like I said, it's it's a toss-up between this and uh, White Pony as to which one's my favourite, but yeah. it's a fucking fantastic album. Love it. Go them. Yay, Deftones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Uh, so that was a finalist for me. I had... Because I've just lost my list because I'm an idiot. Uh, Gorillas, Plastic Beach. Yeah. Uh, Arcade Fire, The Suburbs, uh, Chemical Brothers Further, Massive Attacks, uh, Heligoland. But I went with one of Simon's favorite bands (laughs) and people, Dead Mouse. Of course he did. Uh, 4x4 equals 12. Just to piss me off. Look, if you like EDM (laughs) trance stuff, this is one of the best albums for it. Mm-hmm. Um, some chords starts it, which is just a tune. Sophie needs a ladder. Uh, Raise your weapons, which was kind of like this club anthem for a while there, um, with just a fucking one of the best drops during the course of the song. One trick pony. I would easily just put this album on like YouTube or something like that, and just have it playing in the background while I was doing stuff. Mm. Just a fucking great album. Right, 2011. 2011. So I had three rap albums. Oh, righto. That's all I had. 
Three rap albums. Yeah. So I had Lasers by Lupe Fiasco, mm. um, which is a bit controversial because everyone hates that album. <laughs> um, had Camp by Childish Gambino. Mm. But I've gone with Goblin by Tyler, the Creator. Um, when I heard this, it equal parts scared the shit out of me and also amazed me. I heard Yonkers and I'd never heard rap done like this before. I hadn't heard the production. I hadn't heard the his voice, that style and flow. It's an insane fucking album. It is a little bit long. I will I will take that hit. But you know, fucking Goblin, Yonkers, She, uh Transylvania, her it's it's a fucking dark album. Yep. Sounds like nothing like he does now. Radicals is insane. It's heavy but not heavy as in distortion and noise. It's just fucking dark and brooding. Yep. Well worth it at least to listen. Yep. No, that's fair. So short list for me. I had Chase and Status, No More Idols, which is just a fucking great British EDM tra- uh, album. Ready Ahead, King of Limbs. Good album. Uh, Black Keys, El Camino. Gautier again with Making Mirrors. But Childish Gambino, Camp. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that we both chose a rap album this year. Oh, for this year. Um, uh, outside, Fly, Fly, Bonfire, Heartbeat, You See Me. It's probably the first time I actually found a rap album that I enjoyed. Okay. Because I was very late to the rap game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the first one that I was just like, wow, this is kind of fucking cool. Mm. Um, it sounded different to me. Again, not really knowing much apart from at that time, Hilltop Hoods. Yeah. And then just kind of knowing, of, and obviously fucking Eminem and some of the big, big names. So this was someone different to me. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this is really cool, really fun. Yeah. Like uh, I said, they're on my sh- he was on my short list. Yeah. I remember got, when I was – this is back when I was trying to be fit, um, going to the gym and working out to this album quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do, start us with 2012 because it's the easiest one in the world. The beards, having a beard is the new not having a beard. <laughs> it is fucking brilliant. If you say anything, otherwise you are wrong. Okay. I didn't have an album for 2012. Really? Places I came was Orange, uh, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. Yep. But like even that's like only half an album for me. Um, I'd also like to say that for the next six years, mm-hmm. I had nothing. Mm. I had to kind of scour to find stuff. Yeah, it's interesting because this is where my list starts to very much thin out. Yeah, my, my list... Kind of gets a bit better, but yeah. So 2012, I had nothing. Yep. I would give a shout out to Channel Orange though. Yeah. What about 2013? You had nothing? 2013, I did Pelagio by The Ocean Collective. Okay. Just one of the best post-metal albums, in my opinion, in a very fucking long time. What have we got? <laughs> I can't even say it. Disequilibrated. Maybe, oh, yeah. something like that. Um, let them believe it's heavy, it's 
got the lovely, lovely little soft parts in it. Um, and the Ocean do this thing where they release the whole album as an instrumental as well, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, this was the first metal band in a long time which I discovered who were new and I fell in love with them. Um, live, they're fantastic. Um, yeah, they're, they're just a fucking great, great band and this is a great album. Yep, that's fair. So, yeah. Uh, 2013, I didn't have a lot at Arctic Monkeys AM. Went to the Stone Age like clockwork. Disclosure with Settle, which is a fucking good album. Uh, but I actually went with Childish again because of the internet. Yeah. I, I, there's quite a few tracks on there I enjoy. Crawl, World Star, uh, Worst Guys, Sweatpants, um, 3005. There's some really fun, enjoyable tracks, but there wasn't like, again, there wasn't a huge amount for me. Uh. To pick from. And then 2014, I didn't have anything. You didn't have anything. Well, I did. I had one and <laughs> it was Crosses with Crosses. Oh, yeah. See, I don't mind Crosses, but I've never really listened to them. Yeah. So this is a bit weird because they released two EPs and then they put them together and called it an album, released it as an album. And oh, this yeah. is that album. Um, but it's fantastic. Um this is a trick, telepathy, uh, telepathy, bitches brew, holy ghost, uh, the epilogue, Bermuda locket. It's it's fucking great. It's kind of new wave, new wave rock. No, not rock. I don't even know what you'd call it. It's definitely new wave though. Um, and Chino's voice over anything yeah. is just fantastic. So, yeah, I had uh, Crosses uh, with their debut Crosses. Fair enough. 2015, did you have anything? I did and it took me a little while to find. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was really excited for this release um, and it was The Demon Joke by Vinat, who is the singer-guitarist. Mike Vinat. Mike Vinat. Uh, the singing guitarist yeah. from Ocean Size. Yeah. This was his first solo record after they disbanded. Infatuate, Rebirthmark, Duke Frame, uh, Retaliate, Operate. It's a fantastic album. It doesn't sound like Ocean Size either. Uh, more, more rock, not as heavy. It still has the weird odd time signatures. But, yeah, uh, I thought it was a very solid debut by Mr. Vinat. So, yeah, the demon joke by Vinat. I didn't really have anything. The only one I really kind of thought I liked, and there are a few tracks, only because there's a couple of tracks on there that I really enjoy, uh, Action Bronson, Mr. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. They're a good album. Um, but there wasn't anything else really that yeah. jumped out to me yep. in that year. 2016, I did have three to choose from. I had nothing, so you can go ahead. Childish Gambino's Awaken My Love, mm-hmm. The Avalanches with Wildflower, mm-hmm. their first album since 2000. But I ended up going with Radiohead's Moonshape Pool because mm. I love that album. I know it's kind of like a breakup album for Tom. Mm-hmm. And that was also the same year that I got divorced. So bit of both. Yeah. Bit of correlation, bit of a um, helping me heal through that. But yeah, Radiohead, that 
that album has like a lot of really beautiful songs in it. It wasn't really anything kind of too much like Radiohead previously. It was a little bit more, there's a lot more um, like acoustic guitar work in it, a lot more, not nearly as ambient as Kid A, but there was more traces of that than say um, King of Limbs mm. uh, in Rainbows, etc. But yeah, I find it an absolutely beautiful album. Mm. Oh, yeah, 2017. 2017. Uh, I had one album, Melancholia Hymns by Arcane Roots. Yep. Uh, we done this as an album swap. I think I gave it to you. Yes. Ages ago. Yes. Yep, fantastic fucking album. Another band that I wish stayed together because they just seemed to get everything together on this album and then they broke up. But um, Jerks. Yeah, Half the World, Everything, Fireflies, Up, Off the Floor, Matter. Um, it's just a great mm-hmm. alternative rock album with a lot of um, electronica kind of sprinkled in. So, yeah, Melancholia Hymns, Arcane Roots. Yeah, I didn't have anything for this. I mean... Didn't have anything. No, I mean like Rockhampton Saturation Three, I liked because mm-hmm. there's a few bangers on that, but there was nothing really that made me go, "Wow, this is a great year." Yeah, but uh, 2018, 2018. I have two. This is where I started to make another list again. Yeah, I started getting a bit more up. Um. So I had the 1975s, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships, Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet, Kids mm. See Ghosts by Kids See Ghosts, You Won't Get What You Want by The Daughters. But I went with The Night Game with The Night Game. It is just a – how would you describe them? How have they described themselves? <laughs> 80s style new wave power pop and adult contemporary pop influence is how they describe themselves and that's pretty bang on and it's from the lead singer Martin Johnson of Boys Like Girls. I don't know how but I heard their first single called The Outfield which actually has backing vocals by Gautier and it was just fucking fantastic. Like it was just right up my alley mm. and yeah, it's just a great album. I Yeah. I... You thoroughly enjoy it. Thoroughly fucking enjoy it and it makes me happy. So, yeah, night game, night game. Sweet. Uh, I had two to choose from. I (laughs) had the Celeste soundtrack from the video game Celeste. It's fucking beautiful. It's one And it's also an amazing game. Uh, But I actually went with the presets, High Viz. It's absolutely fucking banger of an album. You've got um, Out of Your Mind featuring Alice in Wonderland, uh, One for You and One for Me. Uh, are you here with DMAs? Do what you want, Martini, mm-hmm. which is just an absolute fucking tune. I think is actually my ringtone at the moment. Um, it was it presets back to being, um, like apocalypso style presets for us, just fucking dance hits. Yep. Um, but it's huge. I love it. Lovely. Twenty nineteen. Did you have anything? Nope. The only one I could think of that I kind of liked. With sleep tokens, sundowning. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not enough for you. No. no. Jumped off board before that. Oh, I jumped off board at that album. Yep. Uh, now we get into the years where mm. we've kind of already discussed them and you guys have heard our number ones for mm-hmm. those years. Um, I'm just only talking with my hands more. Not that you guys can see. Uh, so I think it's kind of more of a point now where 
Actually, just let's just put a bow on everything we've just discussed. We'll, uh-huh. go, we'll go to that. Obviously, towards the tail end there, we kind of taper off a bit. Yeah. Our lists aren't nearly as extensive. Mm-hmm. A lot of my, uh, I think kind of in going back and looking through my list, and there was an amazing website that had called Playlist Sorter that I put my Spotify playlist in, like my big one that has like 1,600 songs into and it sorted it by year of release. And the times of when I start to go through like those later years, a lot more of them are singles. Mm-hmm. There's not nearly as many like multiple songs by the same artist from the same album yeah. in that year. It all comes down to singles. I think that kind of ties into the the start of the rise of things like Spotify and all those sorts of things where artists are just putting out more and more singles, singles, yeah. singles. Now, obviously, there are massive artists like Ed Sheeran released a fuck ton of albums during that those years mm-hmm. that were huge. Um, same with Swift and all those yeah. big things. But like when it came to us, I think we were picking and choosing just the songs we liked, but the albums weren't hitting us as much as they did when we were in our formative years. Yeah. Would you similar thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's no secret that artists are pushed more towards singles more than ever now. Um, it's all this whole playlist culture that we're we're yeah. all in. Even the artists you mentioned, like Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran, I think you'll find majority of the songs on those albums are released as singles. Mm-hmm. They're not really making albums anymore. They're making a collection of singles. And not everyone used to make albums in the sense of it has a narrative all the way through. No. But um, I think you will you would see artists at least experiment throughout, experiment with their sound through certain songs um, throughout the album. And I 100% agree. Like... There was albums you mentioned and even albums I had on my list that I was like, I don't really like these albums. Like I like half the album. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no secret that you, you kind of have your your formative years where there's like, you know, four or five years where pretty much your whole musical taste is based on those four or five years. I don't think it's because there's bad music at all. Like no. I don't think it's that at all. Obviously there's songs that were li- – were li- that were released during that time that I love. But, you know, with the last three years we've done ten albums each. Yeah. On the the, you know, albums we love. Yeah. So they're out there, but I think it is a lot harder, especially when music industry are pushing for singles. Like, there's no point in my band mm. releasing even an EP anymore. Like mm. you're better off just releasing a single. And you're told that by people in the, the industry. So you know, I think it's going to be until mm-hmm. that one kid comes along and does the genius thing like a Nirvana, mm. whoever that next kid is, then it might change back to albums. But yeah, yeah, I think part of part of it is also we've now gone to this more, and you know, the pessimist in me can be like, well, it's the rise of TikTok and all these things where we need these instant gratifications. We don't have time to sit there and listen to. 45, 50, 60 minutes of music, we need mm. we need snippets. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's the pessimistic view of it, whereas 
I think it's kind of good now that people are just getting their music out out there instead of saying, "Oh no, we need to sit in the studio for nine to twelve months, yeah, putting something together." Yeah, I mean, like we said, there's still plenty of people that are doing that. Yeah, but I think the fact that we like a lot of my list in those later years was just uh, hits by different artists because I've just that's what they've been able to put out for me. Yeah, and I keep an eye out to say, "Oh, they've released an album now. I'm going to look into it." But it kind of gives you a bit more of a taste of it. Yeah, and I think also, although it's easier to to make music and to get music out there, which is a great thing, it's also obviously oversaturated the market. Mm-hmm. So now we're bombarded with a thousand things that are the same, and the music industry and record labels can't pick and choose who to put in front of us. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, it was like here's a record label, here's a bunch of bands you should listen to. Yep. And they were the bands you'd go and listen to. But now it's just like like I, I look at the recommended Spotify playlist and I hate every fucking song <laughs> they recommend me because like they're like, oh, if, if you like this, then you surely like this. And it's like, nope, I don't. No. It's just there's too much. That's the only thing. Yeah. And like. It's a saturation. Of it's the, a saturation. But yeah. I think we're, Yeah. Well, uh, so just quickly, the mm-hmm. last few years, has anything changed going back and re-listening to certain things from the last few years? Has your number ones from the previous years changed? Um, I think the only one that may have changed is, and it's not because I don't like the album anymore, is probably my Danny Elfman, Big Mess that's probably not going wouldn't be my number one anymore like i the re the playbackability of it hasn't been as high as what i thought it would be yep but like it's still a fantastic fucking album yeah i probably listened to bo burnham's album the most <laughs> out of that year yeah but yeah the rest i'd still listen to like yeah. uh greg Pusciato's one Static Dress I still listen to. That might change to Burial's Anti-Dawn EP, but I still listen to a lot of Static Dress. So, yep. yeah, probably only Big Mess by Danny yeah. Elfman. I think like, so Sword and Peak and Electric Callboy, mm-hmm. they're staples, they're not moving. I think the only one I would change was Arlo Park's Collapsed in the Sunbeams to what was number two, which was Shelby Mary's Dark Ages. Yeah. I mean, I still love that album by Arlo Parks, but I listen to far more Shelby Mary. Yeah. He's apparently releasing an album soon, so I'm going to be oh, looking forward to go. checking that out. Um, but, yeah, that's the only real change. Mm. So yeah, at least, you know, we've been consistent there. Yeah. Yep. Look at us. Yeah, go us. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Not me. Uh, but, yeah, so that is 30... Howdy. <laughs> Six and 35 albums from the last few years. Look at us go. Um, Is How's your list looking for this year? Have you got you got a short list? Uh, at the moment, I've got a short list of about 20. Yeah, I'm probably about the same now. Yeah, I've got, I've got a short list of 20, then I've got a short list of 10, and then it just kind of filtering in because there's some certain yeah. definite ones in the top 10 then it's just filling in the back end and just trying to yeah get it to all go together yep but fuck it's almost that time of year it is 
Oh, Christmas is soon. I yeah. want to do Christmas. It's too much fucking effort. <laughs> oh, fucking kids. Anyway, uh, let us know if any of those 60, 71 albums tickled your fancy in <laughs> any way, shape or form. I had to do maths and it's been a long fucking week. Uh, let us know what you think by contacting us at facebook.com slash altar of noise. Uh, you can check out Simon's Band at facebook.com slash the unset. Mm. Um, that's it for this week. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you've enjoyed our ramblings. Uh, stay safe and we'll see you all in the next episode. Bye.